I would like to say when it comes to a cookie, I have the baking quality of the neighborhood black grandma where it's like, it's like, you know that when she's making the cookie and you smell the chocolate chips in the air, like perfection is coming out. Do you hug as good as the neighborhood black grandma? I would have to defer that question. Hannah, do I hug as good as the neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> For an audio only podcast, like... the, 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 the no head shake was perfect. <laughs> first apartment yeah. the one over on Waverly um, and when I made it I didn't cut back the recipe so I ended up making like how m- like probably eight servings <laughs> eight servings for the two of us and we had maybe a combined one one and a half yeah. put in the freezer forgot about it and it oh my god isn't that the worst when you put something in the freezer and you're like I'm gonna do something with this and then you just look and you're like oh wait what is this black meteorite <laughs> I don't even remember this like when I throw it when I threw it out I remember how loud of a like a thud it made when it hit the bottom of the trash it's just a cinder block uh alrighty well thanks for coming to hang out guys this is really exciting because we don't often get a live audience <laughs> There's been a couple of them where people have come to hang, but uh, this is. I also love doing episodes where it's not comedians. So thank you so much for not being coming a comedian. To, well, <laughs> honestly, kind of. But <laughs> thanks for coming to hang and and talk about you because welcome to dinner at your place. A very interesting and awesome guest, Tyson Bugs, <laughs> thank a you for fashion me. designer, custom. <laughs> like I'm so excited. This is a totally new world that I love and. and super stoked and we met when meg was getting married that's been a whole running theme on this this podcast Mm -hmm. don't worry the people know (laughs) (laughs) um and you helped me design a suit and it was such a cool experience that i was like i'm gonna be 30 soon i should probably get a second one and who else to go back to but the man who made me look super hot (laughs) for the first (laughs) one and that's not even an overstatement anyone listening if you are around Boston, make the trip too if you're within the area because do you want the self-confidence boost of someone you hooked up with six years ago to come up to you at your sister's wedding and say, not texting you back was the biggest mistake of my life? Do you want the self-confidence boost of another person who's getting married in like three weeks to text you and say, I've always had a crush on you. I don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) All I did was wear a nice fitting suit. That's all I did. It is a confidence booster. And that, if you want that self-confidence boost, you have to go to Tyson at Newberry Street Suit Supply. So, man, thank you so much for coming to hang out and chat. What uh, what are we eating? So, today is um, New Orleans jambalaya. It's um, a dish that my dad used to make a lot. Mm. Like, he, a couple of years ago, he got really big into, like, Pinterest boards. That's so, awesome. <laughs> as a dad, like, yeah. So he's really into Pinterest boards and more so like Pinterest boards that are um, catered around cooking. Cool. So he ended up one day. He just pulled out the crock pot. He was like, "I'm gonna make it." That's how it started for me too. There was a crock pot. I was like a sophomore in college or something. Found a crock pot at home. Just brought it back to my dorm and thought. This will come in handy at some point. And I started seeing, uh, you know, a girl 
and was like, I'm going to make you something in my dorm room. <laughs> I'm going to impress you. And it, the, the Crock-Pot is the best I'm going to be interested in cooking because you get the practice of all the prep and stuff. But as far as the cooking, you just throw it in and walk away. You don't have to worry about stuff going to be burned or, you know, too long or what, like anything in the crock pot is arguably the longer, the better. (laughs) That's the thing is like, I never really got into cooking. I was always more of like baking. Mm, Okay. Um, Whereas Hannah is more of a, like, the chef in the house. Okay, fun. So, so that's a role reversal. I'm I will normally lead the charge for dinner, and then Shannon is the baker. Also, Han- Hannah, by the way, is the audience member. This is Tyson's lovely girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta so, in. so you're the baker, though. That's your. That is like my one. Outside of being the dish cleaner or the counter <laughs> the counter wiper. Um, so outside of be- basically being the busboy of the house, um, when I am allowed in the kitchen, I bake. Okay. What's yeah. what's the go-to then? Um, I make essentially Oreos, like Ooh. chocolate chip cookies that are stuffed with Oreos. Nice. So that is like my you, tried and true thing. You, the go-to, okay. Go-to. Like if I'm making something, if I'm like, I'm going to bake, I'm going to get the pack of Oreos from the store, I'm going to get all, I'm going to make the, the cookie dough from scratch. And then yes, it's the only. Way. I Make feel like the it's the only way. Fucking dough is a, is a saying in our in my family that my <laughs> my mom for whatever reason was always so scared to make dough. And finally, in this process of just loving cooking, I started screaming at her one night. Was just like, just make the fucking dough, Susan. Like, <laughs> Making the dough is the. I feel like it's the 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 hardest part is getting the proportions right. Well, yeah, I mean the bake. I mean that's why I'm more of the cook. I don't know if you're like this, Hannah, but for cooking, I think you just throw stuff in. It's much less scientific. Whereas mm-hmm. baking is a science. Where if it's like you need two teaspoons of this, it's not like, eh, here's probably two teaspoons. It's like <laughs> no, you need that to rise, or you know, you have to like scrape everything off, mm-hmm. and that's just a lot of detail that I don't care for. It's a lot of detail, but it's like, for me, it's. I feel like it's more. This is insane. I know I'm in the room with two like cookers, but <laughs> I feel like it's more impressive then, because it's like, because like let's just say right, like let's use the jambalaya for example. Let's say I was like, you know what? I feel like it's not seasoned enough. I can add more after it. Right. But it's like with like a cookie or a cake. If you're like, this is dry. Yep. This is moist. There's nothing you can do about it. So it's like the reward, the risk versus reward, I feel like it's so much higher. Yeah. The stakes are raised for exactly. sure. Once it goes in the oven, whatever comes out, that's what you have. Exactly. And it's like with, you know, like Hannah's tried the cookies. It's like some of my <laughs> some of my um, coworkers have tried the cookies too. Yeah. And it's like they all love it. So it's like now I have to maintain a certain standard. <laughs> with them like if that standard drops i know people are going to come to me like like tyson like yeah it's gonna so be like you, you have you've created your a hell for yourself exactly you're stuck in a jail where you cannot provide a less than incredible cookie exactly i have i would like to say when it comes to a cookie i have the baking quality of the neighborhood black grandma where it's like it's like you know that when she's making the cookie and you smell the chocolate chips in the air like perfection is coming out do you hug as good as the neighborhood black grandma 
I would have to defer that question. Hannah, do I hug as good as neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> For an audio only podcast, like... the, the 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 no head shake was perfect. <laughs> I feel like it's because my grandmother is the neighborhood black grandma. Yeah. So I feel like also what comes with the great hugs from a grandma of any orientation is the grandma body. It's comforting whether it's be of frailty or largeness it just is something that you can feel like you're at home while hugging mm-hmm. and i never thought on this podcast i would say the thing about the grandma body <laughs> see my grandmother is more on the the fragility side i would say like she's not like the the tyler perry like Medea. like she is <laughs> Very much like five three, like Dude, yeah. maybe ninety five pounds, like with the winter coat on. But she is the like the baker, the cooker, the the whatever goes in that kitchen is like coming out perfect. Like she has portion control down. She has like like no food waste. Like. Retweeted over here. It's okay. Yeah, because you've, like, you've, you've had the because t- <laughs> she um. Like she still uses the uh, like the butter containers, the cream cheese containers, the the chip dip containers. Oh, like, like she'll reuse, 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 reuse. But like, um, when she has like other family members over, if she's like, it's gonna be me, Tyson, Danny, Hannah. She is making four servings enough for us to have one serving each. And it's like that's it. Oh, okay. So, so there's no. So she's not the ply you with food. You get what you get, and that's the amount that you are served. Yes. Except for blueberries. Except for blueberries, well, because she has a full garden in the back. Oh, okay. So it's like for her. (laughs) I looked at it. I was like, what? (laughs) It's like blueberries for her are like. It's like plastic for somebody that shops on Amazon a lot. Like where it's just Uh, like just. It's Everywhere. there. Yeah. It's like you have a use for it. It's like there's she'll make jam. She makes like yeah. like breads. She makes whatever with it. But then she still has this like near infinite excess of like food or in, more so ingredients. My grandma had a, a raspberry bush in the backyard. So it's the same kind of thing. You just go out, eat a ton. And then all of a sudden you go back in and she's like, there's more raspberries. And you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw up jam. Like <laughs> you won't have to make it because here it is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is with. um Peaches, blueberries, grapes, and then any other. Wow, so she's got like a an arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Pears. Um, I think Damn. really the only thing she doesn't grow right now, or she hasn't grown in a while, is um, apples. Huh. Okay. So she's a grandma. How old is she? Like, is she bopping around the garden herself, or are oh, you yeah. helping out, like, or both? No, she is like. So she. Um, I want to say it's 87. Wow. Whatever 2023 minus like 1936 is. It's around, yeah. It's 80 something. Something, yeah. Yeah. So she's been around. Yeah, wow. But she, um, no, she goes out there by herself. She's like the person out there. Like she'll text me. She'll say like, oh, it's time to put up like the corn. Because she also grows like corn, peas, like any, like the, the vegetables that need the support, like artificial support to grow uh she'll be like can you come down and help and if i'm not down there within her time frame she'll just go out and do it herself 
No way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my grandmother. She runs a like, tight ship. You get one plate of food. If you're not on time, she's gonna get it done herself. Exactly. It's like you can't throw out the cans. She'll rinse the cans out and she'll let them dry next to the sink so she can recycle them. There's no food waste. I mean, you said 36 she was born, right? So that's like yeah, in in the heart of the Depression. Yeah. So I got to imagine whether, you know, as a seven-year-old or whatever, and her parents are raising, and they're, you know, they're like, don't throw out the cans or, like, that's just instilled, you know? Exactly. But I feel like we're back to, <laughs> I feel like we're back to that point where it's like, you know, and if, you know, if for whatever grace of God or just stars you ever meet this woman, you will see that she always talks about price so to her it's like like the dollars everything yeah it's like anytime we have a conversation somewhere somehow the cost of what food is versus what it should be is brought up i would can i have her on because i complain about that <laughs> all the time it's crazy i mean i'm lucky to be a double employed with a day job and a working comic so i have two incomes and no children a you know affordable apartment so like i can do this where i just have people over make a bunch of food mm -hmm. like that's fine but i can't imagine having a family of five six seven whatever and having the grocery shop for that every week because i go pretty much every week for a yep. recording and the bill it, it just it's crazy to me where do you go star market it's right down the street you gotta so. change it up trader joe's is that you gotta trade you you got him so okay hold on hold on before you say it because so for a little bit of context i was very much like i used to work at shaw's so i was very much like albertson's family like if it's shaw's star market like I, i'm going i have the app i have the fuel rewards you rep, it's like you rep the family perhaps. <laughs> i have the little green leaf from their like their logo as a cat too like it is i bleed orange and blue right like a Knicks fan. It's like, I'm, these two colors are my colors. You know I'm a Knicks fan, right? Did I tell you that yet? No, not yet. Oh, dude, I'm a huge Knicks fan. I love that you just said that. You know what's funny then? On a side note, you know who I just worked with last week at the store? Julius Randall. And you were like, get it together, man. <laughs> no, um, you guys just traded him. Uh, Nathan Knight. Oh, no way, really? Yeah, so Nate Knight came into the store. Oh, shit. Yeah, so just speaking of random, like, like random trades, random Knicks fans, so... Cause now it's like, I'm basically like, I feel like I'm cool with like a, I'm cool with like a handful of Celtics people, which is like yeah the quintessential part of my job now. That's like, awesome. And <laughs> it's amazing. Um, like I just got like the, like one of the guys I worked with was the team barber, this guy like Coco Fernandez. Right. And when I tell you, he just gave me the, like, that's where I came from. That's the appointment I had before this. You were, you were with the Celtics barber before this? Yeah. And it's like, he gave me the best like i wish you had a camera because like he gave me the best like this is the crispest haircut i've ever had you you are lined up real this tight is like, right now. Yeah. <laughs> you are. like it's coco um of mobar uh what is it mobar barbershop on waltham nine it's like 9 40 minutes that's crazy. it's like so does he just like is he does he just go into the locker room and touch him up before games like is that pretty much pretty much he what a he yeah. travels with them? He'll travel. Like, he... No, go on. So, like, he was, um... Like, he was on the news because he was, like, flying down to Miami and he had, like, a bunch of haircuts lined up. Like, his shop is, uh... They were responsible for, like, Marcus Smart with the green hair. So they were, like... 
That. Coco, I'm sorry. I shit on that so much. <laughs> Not about your work. I just looked at Marcus Smart and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, no, he, like, he cleaned it all up. Yeah, dude, that's... And it's like... That's fresh. <laughs> it's the freshest cut I have ever I had. I can see why people with multi-hundred million dollar contracts are like, yo, Coco, like, come, come fix me. me up. <laughs> come to me. Like, his Instagram is crazy. Like, I like I went through his Instagram and it's like, NLE Chop is on it. It's like, you have Marcus Smart. You have like Lamar Stevens. It's like... Unreal. Hmm? Yeah, Jason Tatum. It's like... No way. Really? Him too? Yeah, so it's like... That's the barber. He is yeah, he's that's sick that you are in with him now. Did you do a suit for him? Yeah, I did a, I did a suit for him. He's he's the one that got me Nate Knight too. Nice. So it's like they um they've all been like super cool. And like I'm not gonna get you Celtics players, but I'll get you some comics because I know <laughs> <laughs> where it's it's that time of life where again everyone is like, I need a suit for this, I need nicer clothes for that. So every time someone has been like, Where'd you get your suit? I'm like not just suits apply. I'm like, I went to Tyson. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't don't go fuck, anyone don't, else. Don't fuck around. Everyone's real nice. Don't get me wrong. Nope, they're all super nice, and I, I have confidence that everyone else can do their job. But you go to Tyson. I would always say go to Tyson. <laughs> so anyway, you you bleed orange and blue like yeah. A Knicks fan. So I bleed orange and blue like a Knicks fan, just like you. So, but the thing is, is that Hannah started putting me on to Trader Joe's. Okay, because I was like. Because she was like, you know, like they have like they their low prices. It's organic, and to me, they sound like two terms that don't go in the same sentence. <laughs> like I've never heard of somebody saying, "Hey, you want low, like high quality, low price organic food?" Yeah. Um, but then it's like we started going there, and it's like the amount of food that we get for like low prices. I think I gotta. I think I gotta give it another shot then, because every time I go, I feel like. Whenever I am going to pick out a protein, the meat selection is less than stellar and usually pre-marinated. I feel like I like they have. Yeah, it, it sounds great. Don't get me wrong. Where it's like the chili lime, you know, steak tips or whatever. That sounds awesome. I just would rather do it myself. Fair. So like, but if then on I'm the just, row above it. There's the unmarinated. That's version okay. I guess I'm. Just, that's it. literally so, the next thing that was going to come out of my mouth was. <laughs> like, I just don't think I'm looking well enough. Then. <laughs> I think you are looking at the the because it's on the I I am now at the point where I'm proud to say that I know where stuff is in the store. <laughs> Hannah doesn't need to print out the map of the store and tell me where everything <laughs> is. So, it Do is. Do you find the piggies too? So okay, I think I have, but I I'm not sure because they have like a drawing of a pig there. But then they also have a teddy bear pig. But since it's Hannah says it's for kids, so I feel like now I can't go. I mean, I can't go up to the coworker to like one of these workers and be like, "Hey, is that him?" <laughs> like, like, I feel like they're gonna be. Yeah, like, I mean, do you care though? You're twenty five year old man. No, no, no. I do care, Trader Joe's. Employee. I care. I need I to know. Need to, I just, <laughs> I just need to know if I am. It's kind of like seeing a celebrity in public. You're like, is that him? Like. <laughs> Is that the guy? Is that the one that I just saw on the door up front? Uh, but now it's like we go and we get like they have these massive like reusable bags mm. and we take we take three of them with us. One for Star Market, two for Trader Joe's. And then we take like another reusable bag that's like the size of a paper bag and we fill all of those bags. We fill uh, the two reusable bags and then 
the third smaller reusable bags for like 170 a week what see 170 a week though and it's just the two of you right it's just the two of us but that's seven meals that's lunches for when we're at work true that's okay. breakfast that's like and that's also including um like fruits vegetables it's, like, it's the whole gambit okay. yes the only thing that i will say i think my biggest critique of trader joe's um i feel like their produce isn't always the best like i feel like their mm. their produce is very much like like i feel like you would like it for the sense of like you know you go to star market you're buying you know for the, like the jambalaya you're you know getting green onions yeah and you're like i'm using these green onions within the next 24 hours right that is perfect for you Oh, okay. But for somebody like us, where we're like, we're going to go buy peppers, onions, eggplants, and all these, like, you know, berries and fruit, it's like, if we're not eating this within, you know, a couple days, it's then like. Just the shelf life is a little shorter. Yeah. Because it is organic, maybe, you know. So that's a, it's a tough trade off. But I am very much the, oh, I need this. I'll run to the grocery store now, or I'm in the mood to make this. Also, real quick, when you said my biggest gripe about Trader Joe's, Hannah started giggling and like rolled her eyes a little bit. Does he complain about the produce a lot? Yeah, and he doesn't like that they make us like knockoff versions. Of <laughs> oh, like, like, uh... He can't get behind the Trader Joe's version of the Ritz cracker. <laughs> well, I mean, it it's brand new. I mean, I kind of, I see a little bit of both. I can't do, I don't like any healthy alternative to a junky food that I am used to if you're gonna have the junk food have the junk food so like since you know if we want to put me on the spot i gotta return the, the i gotta return the favor so i'm gonna ask you a question yeah of course what is your favorite flavor of pop tart all right i have a very strong fond memory of living at my friend cole's house for like three days when mm -hmm. my parents were with my sister visiting colleges so they were like you you can't stay here by yourself. You're in ninth grade. Get out of here. <laughs> and I would have done the same thing at my house that I did in Cole's attic, which was live off of s'mores, pop tarts and lemon lime Gatorade for three straight days. <laughs> so s'mores is always going to be the go-to for that story. I probably though the strawberry, just like a, a regular, like the normal flavor is probably going to be strawberry. Yeah. Just if I'm good, I haven't had a pop tart ever though to be honest but so for me two. it's blueberry okay so for me it's blueberry that's the ooh, that's the pretty like purple painted one right no it's a, it just looks just on the outside it looks just like strawberry oh <laughs> <laughs> we, are, open we it. are talking about junk food yeah <laughs> <laughs> so my thing is like when i go to the stores like i'll get they they came out with these little things called pop tart bites okay where they're like probably an eighth of the size of a regular pop tart they have like all the same stuffing and yeah. everything but you can just kind of you know you feel you don't feel as bad about eating five pop tarts you know when they're bite sized as you do when they're normal sized um are they unwrapped too real quick like is it in a box that you just scoop like no they're kind of like the the little like ritz um the little ritz like the mini um what do you call them? Little like mini cheese sandwiches. Oh, they're like yeah, they're, they're yeah, like yeah. in a they're in like five or six bags in okay. a box. Got it. And you take the little bag. Okay. So Hannah oh, went to Trader nice. Joe's. She got the healthy version of the strawberry pop tarts. Okay. I went to Star Market and I got like a normal person, I got the normal junky version of the Pop Tarts. When I tell you she she probably got them back in the beginning of September. They are still in the cabinet. But <laughs> mind you, my 
my pop tarts the blueberry ones are gone the brown sugar cinnamon ones that i got her to replace the blueberry ones that she ate of mine are also gone so and by no means am i saying anything mean about my girlfriend i am just clearly stating the facts of one of them is superior i would say the one that is on the shelf is inferior since early september you finished Ooh, it? Yeah. When? A rebuttal. It's gone now. <laughs> Last seven days. Yeah. <gasps> An answer, Tyson? Today's November 3rd. <laughs> 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 yeah, Since, okay, it's still... Yeah, okay, hold Yeah. Hold on. That's still like two months or whatever. <laughs> it's still a month and a half. I think we've paid rent twice. <laughs> but... It's like I for me it's like when I am going into the cabin it's like and I'm craving something like a pop tart or like an Oreo I have a certain flavor in mind and I feel like the healthy one uh, the healthy ones never really match that. Yeah. Like you're doing the right thing eating healthy especially if you are trying to eat healthier. I totally stand by the eat the junk cuz it's junk anyway. Just get the brand name junk, but like if you have, you know, what whatever you're like mm-hmm. it's a substitute. It's fine. Sure. I'm sure it's fine. But it's not gonna, it's, there's a reason it's sat on the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) My thing is, is like, it's just, it, like, I never understood like sugar-free candy. Yeah. Or like decaf coffee. Mm. To me, it's like, I'm very much like, if you're going to have the item, you need to, you know, you need to be there for the entire ride. Exactly. It's like, if it's 400 milligrams of, of sodium and another 300 sugar it's like you know i do not reach into the cabinet grabbing a pop tart expecting nutrients <laughs> this is a salad yeah <laughs> oh dude with pop tart conversation in the past from another episode my buddy uh was working with a Oh, Irani refugees, like Middle Eastern person who just came over here mm-hmm. and uh, they gave him his first Pop-Tart ever and now he's addicted. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him one and he was like, this tastes like baby food. <laughs> it's, it's, it's baby food. And then all like the next day or whatever, my buddy Dan got a text from him. He's like, I'm at Target now buying Pop-Tarts. <laughs> the Pop-Tarts are probably one of my favorite, like, Go to sex. Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, that'll be my next. I've been enjoying doing a, uh, like from childhood. Does it hold up? You know, going down the. You know, I've like propel. I've had star starburst is what my kick recently has been. <sighs> Those are fucking good. But I'll do pop tarts for sure. Pink. Come on. No. What? No. No. I don't like pink. It's I hate, pink. I hate. I hate pink. But What's, okay, it's saying. Are you it's gonna say pink. red? Red. No, red oh is cherry. Oh my god. But That's the worst of the classics. No, it is not. Okay, so you're telling me, so you're telling me it's pink. Which one? Yellow or orange comes first after that. See I feel like for everyone, I feel like for a lot of people it's not a straight line, it's more of like a diamond where it's like either pink or red. And then yellow, orange are interchangeable. Yeah. And then the other color is at the bottom. Huh. Interesting. You now that you, I think you're probably right because for me, yellow and orange, give or take, whatever day it is, I'll say you know, <laughs> orange is my favorite. Yesterday, you know, maybe I'll have a yellow and I want that bite. But no, dude, the cherry is is the bottom of the diamond. So my question is right. 
your reaction would be different if I said, but imagine if I said, hey, orange is my favorite flavor. Yellow is my favorite flavor. I would be like, curveball, but at least you're not Satan. (laughs) Everyone, and you know, I'm fine being Satan in this this context (laughs) because I, but I also like cherry i like i like cherry soda i like marchino cherries it's like i like i like like, that i like cherries but i don't like fake strawberry and watermelon see i i would because it's all it is all fake i guess in terms of the fake flavors i prefer the fake strawberry just because the cherry reminds me of medicine my mom wouldn't get my mom never got cherry flavored medicine. Dude, I thought your mom was gonna say my mom never got medicine. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom never got us like cherry flavored medicine. For oh, the most well. part, it was like the the only medicine that I have like a fond memory of not liking the flavor was the um oh it's like the grape cough the gra- medicine. Yeah. But it's like I still like fake grape flavors. Like the purple Jolly Rancher is like oh, I'm still a huge fan of. So good. But yeah, can, see, interesting then, because yeah, the cherry. It's, it just – I can't do any real, like, fake cherry stuff, but grape I will totally – again, Jolly Rancher or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's funny that you had the that flavor as the kid, didn't reject it, and now you're like, yeah, I can tolerate it. But I can't do fake watermelon. I hate I hate watermelon. And that wasn't a medicine flavor? No. In, is that even a medicine flavor that you can get? I feel like the classics are grape, cherry, and bubblegum. Yeah. Yeah. Bubblegum huh. was the worst, but I feel like bubblegum was bad. But I feel so like bubblegum was in its own category. Bubblegum was just – I don't even know what bubblegum those people were eating. <laughs> like, that wasn't – it wasn't any bubblegum at all that I had. <laughs> all right. A um, couple questions here before we – are you guys coming to hide out tonight with me? Uh, we'll no s- pressure. On mic. Are on you mic. rejecting – no. <laughs> no worries. Um I, when we were talking about your detail for, like, you prefer baking because of the detail, do you think that is the same kind of itch that gets scratched in your brain when designing clothes for somebody, designing a suit? Um, I would say so. Like, for me, for me, when it comes to, like, designing a suit Mm -hmm. or making a design, like, myself yeah there is that there's a certain level of satisfaction of being like okay i hit this point or it's the proper measurement and in design you have to be like extremely precise two teaspoons (laughs) yeah but it's like it's almost like two teaspoons like design as a whole is like two you know you need two teaspoons of sugar but there needs to be 500 little granules of sugar on each spoon or else the design won't work and when you go to design school because i feel like everyone's seen like project runway and that you know i'm sure everyone's like had that that designers make it work (laughs) it's like everyone watches and they're probably like oh you know i could have done that better i could have done this but it's like design school as a whole is like they've standardized the the it's trying to standardize a creative process so they not only taught us in a good way to be extremely precise like our design school because hannah and i both went to lasalle and they have like a whole fashion show they're very much about their deadlines okay so they're like you know be time oriented be detail focused um 
but then they've tried to give you, you know, like I design, I might design a different way than Hannah designs, mm. but if I design more, actually this happened, Hannah designs more like how, like at least in design school, designed more like how the school wanted her designs to be where it came to like the quality they were looking for the the not Look. more so, yeah more so doing cool things with the guidelines that she had okay so now it's like when we talk to professors that we used to you know go to school with mm. they're excited to see Hannah <laughs> like i had a my fashion show was in april of this year and you know the professor that was running it was one of my favorite professors um, and he was super excited to know like, oh, about my collection, to see my collection. Yeah. But the most excited I saw him in the class was when I told him that Hannah was going to model in my collection. <laughs> At that point, I made his whole school year. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hannah's cool, great. We'll get you back in the chair soon. <laughs> Do you, when you said standardize, and this isn't a shot at you, is your portfolio, is your look then just not what a LaSalle professor is looking for, you think? A traditional, you know, I mean, we, I walked in and said, I have this maroon suit idea. And you were like, oh, let's do the, you know, Mandarin collar too. Let's do that. Like, it was a lot of cool stuff that isn't the first thing that somebody thinks of so is a LaSalle professor more like I don't know not sweater vest but like by the book textbook fashion so to speak and you're kind of trying to step out and not be so standardized and do your own thing I would say so no I'm not saying that this wasn't a shot no No, I'm not saying that you were traditional I'm saying that that's why I said that your designs were up to the standard of LaSalle where your look like what you could do with that guideline that they gave you was cooler than what I could do I think also what the question could be phrased as is are you more comfortable following guidelines than Tyson like would you rather be given like a design this type of look and be like yes these are the instructions versus now where you're like the you know these are the instructions you're like no let me just fucking go deep into my brain and see what I can pull out of here I found more of I could try to go through the um like they could give us the guidelines, but it's like I always found that the guidelines could have been restricting. Whereas like when I look at like a designer like Hannah, it's like right now you can see what she said. It's cool. It's like, yeah, she I made it. I was curious and I, uh, that's real. It's a, it's like a skelly, is it leather? What's yeah. the? You need like to speak up and, des- and describe it then. Yeah. Spin it, spin it around too. So How do I just spin it? Uh, either way should work. Yeah, do that.
explosives if you're living together. <laughs> and share it like a doo-wop group. <laughs> so does that tell them what you're tell them what you're wearing? Yeah, so it's it's the it's a skelly rib cage. Yeah, it's a leather and wool bomber jacket with a skeleton on the front made out of canvas. Um, and then on the back it says in like varsity letters, we are all the same. Ooh, I haven't, ooh, wait, I haven't seen the back yet. Can I see that? <laughs> yeah, that is really cool. And you made that. Yeah. How, what was the time on that? Um, my designs take a lot of time because there are so many pieces. Um, so this was part of a collection, but I'd say from start to finish for the whole collection, from designing, pattern drafting, and then sewing the real deal, it probably took me like eight months. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't gonna guess like 30 hours to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's certainly not standard or traditional. No, I think I spent a lot of time after hours with my professors mm. going over okay this is something different that I want to do how do I do it in a way that I can still follow the guidelines but also do it in the proper construction how do I break the rules without breaking the rules sure yeah. and then Hannah had a lot more personal flair in her designs okay compared to like like I was I was bad at design <laughs> like, I'm not, like, <laughs> that's, that's good to know after we've designed two suits together <laughs> so here like I like when it came to design it's like my I had the vision mm -hmm. just like every designer just like Hannah or anyone designing a suit it's like we all have a vision right but then it's how do I put that vision into the real world because if I take like let's say god so how do you how do you make it accessible yeah. yeah it's like if i was if i was talking to you and you and i were like you're like oh i want to do a suit this type of way i want to do you know let's say instead of doing single breasted or double breasted i want to do triple breasted i want to make yeah. a whole new thing it's like however you and i construct it will affect how people perceive it because if we we could have this really cool vision but if it's poorly constructed now it's like the idea as a whole seems bad. Whereas if we put it together and it's this fits amazing, it's this, you know, beautiful pieces, intricate details, it now is like, okay, well, I could do that and this other person could do that. And now it sets a, like a, a trend in a wave. So, so is that the hardest part then is taking the vision and getting it onto a piece of paper in an accessible way that you can show someone because it seems like now as you're talking, it's almost like once you get to the design, once the once it's constructed, it's almost like just following a recipe in a way because you have that up here. Like, are you just kind of leveling off the flour, adding your grains of sugar here and there? But is it the hardest part then to get that from the, the cranium down to the piece of paper where it's like this is now how it's seen in my brain i can show this to people in a way like creating the recipe instead of following the recipe so mm -hmm. i would say in a way design follows a lot of 
simple silhouettes. Okay. Like if I'm making a pair of shorts, cargo pants, carpenter pants, or I'm making a pair of, let's say, suit pants. There's pockets, there's a waistband, there's zipper, there might be a zipper, it's going to close some way, and there's going to be two pant legs. Okay. But the if I'm like, oh, I'm going to make an asymmetrical pant where one is shorter than the other and the pocket hangs out longer, it's now how do I take that recipe and adjust it? Okay. Because I can go online, I could probably find somebody that made a pair of longer shorts and shorten one of the legs to make it an easier time for me. But it's how do I then, no one's made that pocket that long. No one's added this, the detail that I'm adding. So how do I add it in a functional, correct way? Because like my collection that I did for my senior project was all about like functioning hardware. And even through being at Suit Supply for so long, it's like I care a lot about real working details. Um, like Hannah will show me a blazer that she got from you know Italy or she got from TJ Maxx or Marshalls or just some thrift store. And or TJ like, Maxx in Italy. <laughs> yeah, or TJ Maxx in Italy. And it's like the jacket would be cool, but then it's like one thing that I notice is I'm like, okay, but the buttons don't work. It's like, why don't the buttons work? It's like, for me, especially working with suits so much, it's like at Suit Supply, everything works, which matches how I design. Like, I don't design in a tailored fashion, but I'm like, if I'm going to put a zipper on a jacket, that zipper is gonna work. It's gonna, gonna have some purpose. Yeah, there's gonna be something behind that zipper. Yeah. I'm not gonna just say, oh, well, the zipper doesn't work and there's no pocket and it's, you know, I glued it shut before you before you bought it. <laughs> so it seems like the design too is while not falling into a box, you still wanna have functionality. Like functionality is that like the number one thing for both of you, even? Mm -hmm. Is yeah. that yeah? Yeah. Like, you can move in it. It's not just pretty to look at. You can actually, yeah. like, wear it and... Okay. Wear it, have fun with it. Mm -hmm. Utilize, like, if you're going to spend the money on buying something from either Hannah or I or some, hopefully sometime in the future, Hannah and I. Ooh, fun. It's like... I'm, it's like... If we're going to... For me, it's like if I'm... If we're going to put the zipper on and we're going to send that cost you know of course down to whoever's buying it it's like that zipper's gotta work right that pocket's gotta work why am i gonna say hey i'm gonna charge you an extra say five bucks for putting a zipper in but you actually get the same yeah you get the same functionality as if the zipper was never there seems like quality too is, is something that you yeah. really have at the core of your beings just because of the way you talked about the cookie yeah of like if it drops then they'll talk or like if I put the zipper on, what's the point of it? What's mm -hmm. what? It's got to work. Well, it's also like our designs are a representation of ourselves. Yeah. It's like if someone buys these pair of pants that I'm making, it's like, and they get it and the quality is bad, I don't want that to be my reputation. That's a great I point. I want them to get the yeah. pants and be like, wow, this is like wearable art. It's comfortable. It's functional. It fits me well. Like, it looks really cool. But it's like, that's a part of me. So I don't want them to right, say... Right, it's your work. Right. right. So then is fast fashion kind of like your greatest enemy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Short answer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's easy to go into a Forever 21 or, you know, an H&M or whatever and get a 
pair of black jeans and a Henley or whatever that will look great for three weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. For six washes, mate. Like, you know, whatever. However you want to set that timeline up, you're just going to unfortunately go have to do it again. And that goes to that saying, it's expensive to be poor. I don't know if you've heard about that, the story of a, it's an economics thing where a, a construction worker who was struggling was buying the crappy pair of boots every three weeks or whatever instead of the good pair but that's what could be afforded so it's unfortunate that people who want to look nice can't always just go see one of you guys and get a custom thing because you are putting eight months of work into that sick jacket (laughs) like if you were going to sell that what would you um, I think I have it on my website for, like, 200 That's Oh, that would have been my guess, too. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, it's a good chunk of change, and it's yeah. totally warranted. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but if you do go to an H&M and find that... Right. And it's hard for that reason, fast fashion, because everybody thinks that they can get clothes for so cheap that when small businesses or individual designers like us come out with something that is $200, they don't see the eight months of work that goes into it. Right, they just see... That you're overcharging. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in actuality, it is a handmade-to-last jacket. What size is it also, as somebody who enjoys the jacket? Um, I think it's a large. Interesting. <laughs> I might be putting that on after this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I... It seems like it's a giant to try and... Not necessarily tackle, but compete with. Do you guys feel like David sometimes going up against Goliath, even though you have more than just a rock? In a way, yeah. Because yeah. now it's like there's that brand that everyone's heard about, Shein, where it's like Shein is making fast fashion more of an enemy, where essentially what they'll do is they'll go through Instagram, they'll go on a designer's website, and like, let's just take like the jacket that Hannah's wearing they'll say okay that's $200 it, let's say you know the materials cost X this is how we can sell it and mass produce it for Y signi- yeah. yeah for Y for significantly cheaper than what Hannah has on because we found a way to yeah. drop the quality but Ripped keep the look, the look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so <sighs> fashion's, getting, fashion's getting harder it's like you know as a as a designer it's like your number one the worst thing that you could tell a designer, like you could say, oh, you know, the quality of your clothes is bad, which is like, you know, you know, nice for the heart and it hurts. Sure. But I would say probably the worst thing you could say is like, you stole my look. You stole a designer. Like you stole, like as a comedian, I'm sure you understand. Stole, it's yeah, like, exactly. if I was like, hey, I stole your joke. It's like, this is who you are. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you want to be original. You want to be unique. Yeah. You want to be totally get that. creative. Absolutely. And, you know, I saw this, like, years ago, it's like, I saw this thing on YouTube where they were talking about musicians, and they were saying, like, at some point, every combination of notes will be hit. At some point, there will be no more unique music, and that's why we resort to sampling and interpolating, because in a way, music-wise, we're running out of creativity, and we're running out of uniqueness. Mm -hmm. It's like, at some point, design's design will hit that ceiling oh you think that too i because i feel like at some point it's like you know 
everyone can make a really cool design. Everyone could, you know, all the designers could have a really cool design and a really cool, like, idea, but how do you put that, how do you first put that idea in a way that nobody has ever done before? Because if you, if you do it like somebody else and then you use them as an inspiration, it's an honor. Like, oh, I've inspired another designer to be like me. But if I don't, if I create a design that's similar to somebody else's, but I make no recognition of it, now it's... Biting. Yeah, now it's splitting the market. It's now um, almost like a rivalry. Yeah. What... Do you, though... So, let's say... Let's take this longer... Like, if you're designing a pair of shorts, Mm -hmm. and one's longer than the other. Mm -hmm. I personally have never seen that. Is that something in the on runways or whatever as like the 2024 summer <laughs> look or whatever probably probably that's that's kind of the way that it's like at least for me it's like i've always kind of looked at design like what i want to do probably is in the works somewhere else like i still want to put out you know like i'll still put out you know like for my show it's like i had hannah in a in the, this like half overall half like boiler suit kind of thing where it's like it feels you know really unique and it feels really cool but it's like that was probably the one design out of everything that I had that I was like this silhouette hasn't been done before nobody's right. done it or nobody's selling it that's still one yeah, brand it's still new one. yeah it's, still <laughs> one. It's, it's crazy like that's awesome that... I hold myself I, I and I know like when it comes like Hannah does the same thing when it comes to her designs and her like her creative outlets that it's like we hold ourselves to such a high standard but it's like that standard is what that standard entails is different for everybody else for me it's like I want everything that I do to be you know I want it to be unique I want it to be cool I want it to be something that hasn't been done before but I know that at some point it's inevitable that me and some designer whether they're big unknown they're local they're far away at some point, our minds are going to... It's just parallel thinking. Though. Yeah. And that's... A, I mean, you can't let the fear of parallel thinking stop you. Because otherwise, then I would never write another joke. You know, yeah. no one would ever write another song. It's... Yes, it's taking inspiration. But if in your heart you know you're not ripping it and it's mm-hmm. true inspiration, then you're still creating something new in a way, you know? Right. I See, I'm in... This is where I feel like this is where I'm going to almost argue that point because it's like fine. let's just say like get out because like, <laughs> I feel like if you know on the grounds of like parallel thinking as long as it's like your intentions could be pure but it's like if somebody let's say on the other side of the country had a similar idea for this podcast where you know they're like I'm going to sit the host down I'm going to make their childhood meal you know, they're kind of. I get yeah. ads for one right now called your, your Mama's Kitchen, which is basically like sort of this. And every time I do hear that, I'm like, fuck this person. <laughs> they had Michelle Obama on? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so it's like right there, it's like you have like, you know, two people, pure intentions, yeah. similar idea, but then it in some way almost becomes a battle of like, well, who can be bigger first? Right. Because whoever's bigger and becomes a household name is now like almost like the chapstick or the jacuzzi of their industry where it's like 
you're like, okay, now we're going to invite food onto podcasts. And anytime somebody does it, they're going to be like, oh, well, like, Danny Calais did it. And that's... I, I mean, great. But also, I'm going to argue this. <laughs> Do you... Does it make you happy? Who cares, then, if somebody else did it first or whatever? If you're doing it your way, then that's still a new way. Yes, some bitch had Michelle Obama on and was like, what was your mom's kitchen like? That's cool. Great. And it is a very similar conversation. But the way that this person talks is very different from the way that I talk. And the way that you design is very different from the way Hannah designs. Or from the way that... Give me the designer. Give me one. Rico, I, I can't believe I can't I can't believe I fucked that. <laughs> <laughs> I was really rolling on that point. I think that was the problem. I was gonna let you struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's different from the way Rick Owens. So just because Rick Owens is now crazy big, it doesn't mean that you one day won't be Rick Owens. Yeah, level. not at all. I know that one day it's like with the right, you know, the you know the ten thousand hours. Yeah, and like the right. 10,000 hours is a really annoying thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like with the 10,000 hours, with the right, meeting the right people, building the right connections, yeah. like, yeah, at some point I could be as, you know, Rick Owens. Or I could have the next, like, Louis Vuitton. Yeah. But it's like, there are so many, I know every industry has their challenges, but with design, there are a lot of hurdles, especially with one, it's kind of like, design is like fighting, being unique in design and having people like, like grow a following around you, essentially um, grow a flock around you is a war on two fronts you have the fast fashion side where everyone's getting everything for cheap mm-hmm. but then you also have the side of at what point are you no longer a designer like at what point can you call yourself a fashion designer like there if you design something but so my mm-hmm. question is if I gave you a blank t-shirt and I gave you a, bun- a couple iron on patches right and I said put these patches on the t-shirt in any way shape or form that you see fit do you feel like you would call yourself a fashion designer to the same extent that hannah could no but i also think that there's a difference between taking patches because that's not my own you know you you also handed them to me if i went out and got (laughs) hang on a second hang on this is gonna make sense (laughs) in my brain at least if I went out and got like a jean jacket and then picked out some patches myself or even if I had any creative artistic talent with a pen or paint or whatever and you know doodled on the back of a shirt or jacket or whatever spray paint like that would maybe then I would be like yes I designed this jacket mm-hmm. yes and I for me I feel like there's that a difference that Hannah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> see I feel like to me yes you designed the jacket I'm not a designer but there are people who will say oh I took that jacket I wrote my name on that jacket and that jacket is now my brand even though the jacket might still say Levi or Carhartt on it like there are people out there that will you can see it a lot like on like you know some other colleges or we're not going to say names. <laughs> we are since since we have this mentality that one day we will be all Rick Owens and we'll all be Bernie Max. We are going to stay anonymous. So then years down the line, there's not this. Did you hear that fucked up podcast that so and so said about so and so? So, certain places will group 
designers like Hannah and I, where it's like, Hannah did all this by hand, and put them in the same category as somebody that goes to a thrift store to buy inexpensive pieces, but then writes their name on said inexpensive pieces. Yeah. And now the fact that they spent their money on somebody else's work mm-hmm. means that it is now their work. And there's no separating. I think that's where, because that's yeah. where I was going to go next, is that yeah. I think, because just uh, in terms of an umbrella word, designer can be very broad, whether mm-hmm. it's clothing or like rooms, mm-hmm. or, you know. So there definitely needs to be that separation yeah. because in that sense traditional definition whatever that person's not a designer they're more of a curator i say they're more of an and this is going to take this is going to come out of my mouth like razors but they're more of an artist i would say sure. like i feel like designer i feel like designer as an adjective That's is not a, really razor all i thought you were like it's going to they're kind no, of a for bitch me, <laughs> <laughs> no cuz for me it's like to be like oh i'm going to just take something and i'm going to just write my name on it doesn't really constitute much. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, so like they're ta- like if they were like a graffiti art, like they're yeah they're okay. <laughs> like if if and I think if we're looking at it under that same umbrella term of designer, that's where it's like okay, taking your name, writing on something was something that was big five ten years ago. Yeah. But now it's like, people are everyone wants to have their own like individual sense. It's like, well, what are you doing to contribute to that? It's like designer as a word and a term is an umbrella term, but as an occupation, I feel like there needs to be a little bit more yeah. of these cleaner lines. Yeah. Where it's That's... like, because for me, it's like if you're going to call yourself a designer, you have to be able to put your money where your mouth is. Like, and you have design. to show, right. like, yeah. at, at least can, construction. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it's honestly really discouraging. Like, when that happened, I was in the show with somebody who took a Carhartt jacket, threw a couple patches on it. And there was no, like, oh, you did this and you did this. But it's like I could tell in the audience that people were, like, either one, oh, yeah, they bought this and just put a patch on. And then when my stuff went by, it was, oh, they bought that and put a patch on. So it's either... Versus my, you're in the back or where, like, right. no, I... Right. So we're in the front row watching this. It's, <laughs> it's either... It's either I look like I just bought a jacket and threw words on the back, or it looks like everybody else who did that was good and like was equally equally as good construction wise to make it look like it was bought. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I think just trying to find a silver lining is the comp here is that your jacket then looks like a Carhartt product. I think at this point now, in order to say... I don't know if that's an insult or not, but I only meant car in the sense of like... It looks no, like it could be... Uh, it looks like yeah. it could be... Exactly. Sold on a... Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to be saying, like, you could find that at Kohl's. No, like, <laughs> saying no. that your stuff is like... It's saying that your designs look like they could be bought at a store is kind of like calling somebody a bitch. It's like... It really? Be like, it kind of be a really cool thing like, oh my god, like I love that design. It looks like the quality-wise, it yeah. looks like I could buy it, buy it at a store. Or it's like... It looks like you took the shell of what somebody else built from a store, mm. ripped oh, it down. I well, no, and... so there's two different ways. Yeah. Like Tyson yeah. earlier was like, oh, your jacket looks like it could be capital or like, yeah, like, like you buy it at concepts or like something yeah, like yeah. that. And I'm like, okay, cool. So it looks good 
enough construction wise it's it's clean it's good enough to get at a store but if you're like oh like you could go get that at like Coles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not really. Yeah, that no, doesn't make totally. Good. And I, yeah. yeah, and I wasn't, I didn't mean Carhartt in that no. sense of like. I love Carhartt. No, Carhartt is, Carhartt. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that makes sense too. If it depends on where they say you could get it at. But right. I totally see the frustration too of like, these are two different lanes. Mm-hmm. This is, again, it's curation versus construction. Yeah. It's the ever-growing battle between stylists and designers. Mm-hmm. Because a stylist, their art is putting the pieces together. Whereas, They're, it's yeah. going to sound like the exact same phrase, but a designer is putting the pieces together. In a but puzzle form, though. Like, mm-hmm. we cut the pieces. There it is, yes. yes. We you make the patterns, you cut the pieces, you stitch them together. You make the puzzle, the stylist puts it together. Like, yeah. The stylist's of. job is to put the puzzle together and then say, look at my work. Yeah. Even though it's, ha- look at how I curated the work of other people to yeah. fulfill my idea. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, I feel like a little bit of a double agent because like, okay, here I am at home, like, yeah, I'm a designer, but then I go to work and I clock in, and I'm like, well, I'm a stylist. And it's like... People can wear many hats. Yeah, I, I have two. And it's like, they just really don't like each other. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this up real quick. Uh, oh, boy, I got to be... It's okay. Uh, all right. One piece of advice... Do I have any? Okay, no. I thought it was... I thought it was going to be someone from the show like where are you <laughs> um one piece of advice for i'm gonna go with guys because they're typically the ones that are schlubbier <laughs> so like our age like 25 to 35 what's one like gold standard tier piece of advice that you would give to somebody to improve their their look don't she be, buzzed first yeah. <laughs> Pull the mic. everything um don't be afraid to be different i designed <laughs> That's what she gets for hitting the jeopardy bell exactly first. <laughs> i um i design very differently i don't design like the typical traditional boston lady man whoever you are um quarter zip yes yeah no no. not me but even if there are not a lot of people like you around wearing something differently use your fashion to express how you feel Mm -hmm. okay use your fashion to express how you feel don't be i like that okay See, I'm gonna you, feel like... you knew it was so you knew it was so good you're just immediately like I am done try and follow that Tyson <laughs> um, I would say that one thing that people can do to replace to like you know make their look look ten, a million times better um, don't be afraid to throw it out and replace it mm. Like, I know that vintage culture, like, this thrifting culture is, you know, here and it's prevalent. And there's this idea that, you know, like, everything can be reworn and reused, which uh, for a lot of stuff can be. Yeah. But to be like, oh, you're wearing the same shoes that you've had for 
five, six, seven, eight years, and they've been, they have holes, the laces are falling off, the sweatpants or the hoodie that has a stain that'll, you know, never ever come out to put that together and be like, this is what I'm going to show the world every day. Because I understand there's, you know, everyone has their lazy outfit, you know, they have the, the hoodie with the stain, the ratty shoes or like whatever, <laughs> and that's okay for that day. But if you are like, this is my look, it's now becoming an issue. Because like a lot of, um, I used to work for Gap and I used to work for H&M for a time period and these companies mark their stuff down for guys lower the they have greater sales for guys than they do for women because they know that a guy it is harder to get a guy to buy a t-shirt than it is to get a woman to buy like a new pair of jeans it's like so that is like the amount of guys that even like schlubs (laughs) it's like the amount of guys that will like you know there's guys that come into the store and it's like they're like People are afraid to buy more. And I know that money's tight. And I know that, you know, I know that suits are expensive. But, like, the reason why I was so, like, oh, my God, we're doing a, a red suit for you with a black shirt, band collar, is because you were, like, I am getting the suit for one purpose, my sister's wedding. Yeah. It's, like, some people will come in and be, like, oh, I'm getting a suit for my wedding. But how can I wear it to other people's weddings? But how can I wear it to work? But how can I wear it to a funeral if I have a so black you're juggling t- a bunch of pants. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, if you look at two things, if you can pick two things, if you're like, I want to wear this to this person's wedding and I want to wear it to somebody else's wedding, then get the suit that fits both of those mm-hmm. or get the shirt, the t-shirt, the jeans, the jackets that serves two purposes. Once it starts serving multiple purposes, I think at that point it is time to get a second piece to serve some of the other purposes. Like, if you're like, this hoodie is my workout, it's my gym hoodie, it's my lazy hoodie. Maybe don't wear it to the bar. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, maybe if, you know, if you're like, hey, I want that nice hoodie, you know, that I can wear to a game or I can wear to a movie or I could wear, you know, out with some friends, it's like, that hoodie shouldn't be serving all those purposes. You should have two or three hoodies that you can kind of mix and match or, you know, apply for different functions. It's almost like you guys are a couple because they (laughs) fed into each other. (laughs) Your answer, Hannah, of, you know, don't be afraid to try something new totally fits in with Tyson's of don't be afraid to re-up, to throw it out because then you can kind of cycle through things how you're feeling whether it's mood you can cycle through looks it's it's almost like you guys planned that (laughs) uh all right we gotta wrap this i could talk to you guys for so much longer so please let's do this again but um plug social media i mean I don't even follow you, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, is it just Tyson Bugs? Uh, it's headass dot honcho. Headass dot honcho. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> you you may com- not be a comedian. You have a comedian's handle. <laughs> uh, Hannah, um, I have two. You have two. Okay. I'll give my design account. Okay. Um, H dot E dot R dot fashion. Got it. And I'll link both in the. And do you have a, or do you have that on the honcho one? your like profile stuff do you have like my design design stuff i don't really have a design portfolio at this point i'm just strictly suits right now (laughs) i want to be more like hannah but right now i'm more cool whenever 
Whenever, Whenever time, comes, time comes, plug it, and we will post it everywhere. Uh, you guys, this was super cool. It was a totally different angle to have a discussion, and I hope I didn't say anything dumb to imply <laughs> that you guys have clothes that are Colesworthy. worthy <laughs> uh, Follow Dinner at Your Place, subscribe, review, all that. Love ya. Bye. <laughs>